0: From Anderson, I knew already that the room had a history extending back over a hundred and fifty years. Three people had been strangled in it, an ancestor of his and his wife and child. This is authentic, as I had taken very great pains to discover. So that you can imagine, it was with a feeling I had, a striking case to investigate, that I went upstairs after dinner to have a look at the grey room. Peter, the old butler, was in rather a state about my going and assured me with much solemnity that in all the twenty years of his service no one had ever entered that room after nightfall. He begged me, in quite a fatherly way, to wait till the morning, when there would be no danger, and then he could accompany me himself. Of course I smiled a little at him and told him not to bother. I explained that I should do no more than look round a bit and perhaps affix a few seals. He need not fear. I was used to that sort of thing. But he shook his head when I said that. "'There isn't many ghosts like ours, sir,' he assured me, with mournful pride. "'And by Jove he was right, as you will see. "'I took a couple of candles, and Peter followed with his bunch of keys. "'He unlocked the door, but would not come inside with me. "'He was evidently in a fright, and he renewed his request "'that I would put off my examination until daylight. "'Of course I laughed at him again, and told him he could stand sentry at the door "'and catch anything that came out.' "'It never comes outside, sir,' he said, in his funny old solemn manner. "'Somehow he managed to make me feel as if I were going to have the creeps right away. "'Anyway, it was one to him, you know.' "'I left him there and examined the room. "'It is a big apartment and well furnished in the grand style, "'with a huge four-poster which stands with its head to the end wall. "'There were two candles on the mantelpiece,' and two on each of the three tables that were in the room. I lit the lot, and after that the room felt a little less inhumanly dreary, though, mind you, it was quite fresh and well kept in every way. After I had taken a good look round, I sealed lengths of baby ribbon across the windows, along the walls, over the pictures, and over the fireplace and the wall closets. All the time as I worked, the butler stood just without the door, and I could not persuade him to enter. "'though I jested him a little "'as I stretched the ribbons "'and went here and there about my work. "'Every now and again he would say, "'You'll excuse me, I'm sure, sir, "'but I do wish you would come out, sir. "'I'm fair in a quake for you.' "'I told him he need not wait, "'but he was loyal enough in his way "'to what he considered his duty. "'He said he could not go away "'and leave me all alone there. "'He apologised, but made it very clear "'that I did not realise the danger of the room, "'and I could see generally.' that he was in a pretty frightened state. All the same, I had to make the room so I should know if anything material entered it, so I asked him not to bother me, unless he really heard or saw something. He was beginning to get on my nerves, and the feel of the room was bad enough without making it any nastier. For a time further I worked, stretching ribbons across the floor, and sealing them so that the merest touch would have broken them were anyone to venture into the room in the dark with the intention of playing the fool. All this had taken me far longer than I had anticipated, and suddenly I heard a clock strike eleven. I had taken off my coat soon after commencing work. Now, however, as I had practically made an end of all that I intended to do, I walked across to the settee and picked it up. I was in the act of getting into it, when the old butler's voice he had not said a word for the last hour, came sharp and frightened, Come out, sir, quick. There's something going to happen. Chove, but I jumped. And then, in the same moment, one of the candles on the table to the left went out. Now, whether it was the wind or what, I do not know. But, just for a moment, I was enough startled to make a run for the door. Though I am glad to say that I pulled up before I reached it. I simply could not bunk out with the butler standing there, after having, as it were, read him a sort of lesson on being brave, you know. So I just turned right round, picked up the two candles off the mantelpiece, and walked across to the table near the bed. Well, I saw nothing. I blew out the candle that was still alight. Then I went to those on the two tables and blew them out. Then, outside of the door, the old man called again. "'Oh, sir, to be told, to be told!' "'All right, Peter,' I said, and by Jove my voice was not as steady as I should have liked. I made for the door and had a bit of work not to start running. I took some thundering long strides, as you can imagine. Near the door, I had a sudden feeling that there was a cold...